0: do us a quick favor guys hit the follow subscribe button share this with someone who would benefit from it and help us grow as the more we grow the better the episodes we get thanks guys for helping us and let's get into the episode welcome back to this episode of the sculpt podcast today we are going through chapter 11 or 12 actually i don't know which one it actually is because this is episode 11 but i think it's chapter no this is Episode 12, but I think we're going through chapter 11. I think that's what it is. But what this chapter is... Also, the reason why I don't know what chapter it is is because in Relentless, they don't tell you what chapter number it is because the Relentless 13, off memory, pretty sure it's a Relentless 13, is essentially what all the chapters are of Tim Grover uh, and, and Relentless, which is the clean, uh, essentially it is structured in when you're a cleaner, there's a certain amount of rules and it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 Yeah, they're out thirteen. I was right. Cinema student. Um So chapter eleven and it is when you're a cleaner, you don't have to love the work, but you're addicted to the results and i do relate to that a lot uh something that i say which gets a little bit of stick you could say uh or let's say pushback is i say that i could quit football tomorrow i don't care about football and doesn't really bother me that much i don't care about it but i'm addicted i'm addicted to it i play football more than you i train more than you I work harder than you. I'm more dedicated than you. Now, of course, take that with a grain of salt. I'm just saying that as a general rule. But I don't like football. You probably like football more than me. So I don't love the work. And you don't have to love the work. But you're addicted to the results. Now, is it better to also love what you do and then do that at the highest level you can? Uh... I think that works in some cases. I do think that works in some cases. I probably haven't thought about it deep enough to give you examples of that, but theoretically, I would imagine that that would work. But in football, why I actually think you have to be a little bit dissociated with the result or let's say the work of which you're doing is because it's such a high pressure situation. So expanding on that, what I mean is you will have kind of a toxic relationship. I don't really want to use that terminology, but it's kind of the only vocab that I've got in this instance. But to a degree, you have some sort of toxic relationship with football. And that's because you will be battered. It is so competitive that you won't want to keep doing it. And if you want to get to the top, you might not want to keep doing it either. But that's not what you're addicted to. You're not addicted to football and and what i always compare this to is and i've spoken about this with passion before it's doesn't come through the let's say satisfaction that you get from kicking the ball uh for some people that may be a satisfying thing but if it was just that then you know why aren't you a a fidget spinner addict because that's pretty satisfying it's because football or whatever endeavor that you want to go down, for you to enjoy it and to pursue it, typically, you have to tick off one of these three things. Sorry, that's not what I meant. Typically, you have to have all of these three things succinctly together to actually pursue it and have meaning to pursue it. Competence, enjoyment, fulfillment. Now, if you want to hear a little bit more about that, then I've got to remember which side. I'm pretty sure it's this side. I'm pretty sure it's this side. Watch the video on this side. Um, if it's not on that side, it's on this side. So go watch it on that side about passion and why I say passion is fake. Now, of course, also I gotta make a real big disclaimer because I like say some crazy stuff on here, and um, a lot of the stuff of which I say is not for the average person. Also, a lot of the stuff of which I say here is maybe not relatable to you. You could see the stuff that I make as i don't want to say um ignorant or let's say um misinformative i don't i wouldn't like to say that i am that but to a degree i, I would be to a degree I, I am um and that's the problem with social media right or having the platform i will always be In Misinformative, I don't know if that's a word But I will always be spreading misinformation To a degree Uh, I will always be ignorant, to a degree But all I can do is have this platform that I have But then also admit that I won't be right And a lot of the things of which I say won't relate to you And they probably shouldn't Because you probably don't want to go where I want to go So if you do want to go where I want to go And if you do relate to specific things Then maybe, you know the things of which I say, you might have an affinity towards, but if you don't, then I completely understand, and you may want something different in your life compared to me. So, a bit of a um, different way to start this episode off, because it's got nothing to do with... Oh, I, it kind of has a little bit to do with rather this, but anyways, just a bit of a disclaimer, and I do have to make a video on it, because I am aware that the things I say. One, no. Not really want you, you, you'll, you'll hear it when that video comes out. Anyways, all right. When you're cleaner, you don't have to love the work, but you're addicted to the results. Got a lot of notes here. All right. Most guys on the day they're drafted go out to celebrate. Kobe went to the gym to practice. Uh, what that is talking about is when they had the NBA draft, Kobe was drafted. And typically what they do after... A player gets drafted, whether it's the NFL, whether it's the NBA, whether it's the MLS. They will typically go and celebrate, right? With their family, whatnot. Um, It's a massive thing in America. What did Kobe do? He went to the gym to practice. Uh, I think if that was me, I probably would have done the same thing. The beginning of the end, instead of spending summer working on your game, you're traveling the world pitching your sportswear. You're no longer dreaming about what you can do for the game, but what the game can do for you. What do I have here? Where did the drive go to be the best? As soon as you stop, you've lost it. Uh, I think that's in relation to, instead of spending your summer working on your game, you're traveling the world, pitching your sportswear. Now, to a degree, I have fallen, you could say, a little bit victim to this integrating sports and business but the one thing that i will say is that the better i grow sculpted the better i will become as a footballer as well now am i lying to myself to a degree yes and i'm aware of that because the more addicted i become to business and uh let's say the the world of you know business and companies and whatnot the more addicted i become to that the less addicted I will be to football. So to a degree, I have to lie to myself saying that this is actually helping my football. And don't get me wrong, there is a level where it is, okay? The better I become as a sculptor, as an architect, the better footballer I will become. But I can never sacrifice the amount of training that I do. That's one thing that I will never do for business. I will never sacrifice the amount of training I do because then the, the, and I'm not going to use the word balance because there's no balance here, but the equilibrium goes out of whack. If training takes a hit because of business, business is important for me. Sculpted is important for me, but one, the better I become as a footballer, the better sculpted gets, and two, the better sculpted gets, the better I becomes as a footballer. So that to me, they work succinctly together. But also, I do have to lie to myself to a degree to say that, okay, the world is my library. I will make everything of which I do work for me in accordance with where I want to go. As Kobe said with the Patrick Beth david interview, which I have referenced many times, the world is my library. I am picking and choosing of what is in front of me to then help me with my my development. And my development is to a pathway of football right now. Now, of course, I want Sculptor to be massive, but doing an episode like this helps me. It's not a waste of 30 minutes or an hour for me. Of course, I'm editing. I'm doing things like that. Arguably, that's a waste of my time. But I also have quite a fair bit of time in my day outside of training. So it's a sacrifice, but also it's not massive. I can probably do that and continue to do all my training. And I have been doing that. All right. It's so easy to improve on mediocrity, not so easy to improve on excellence. Very true. That's why when you get to the top, it's harder to stay there than get there. Okay. There is no luck. There are facts and opportunities and realities. How you respond to them determines whether you succeed or fail. When the game's on the line, you don't want to hear good luck. It suggests you're not prepared. Yeah. You don't need luck. You need to know you're prepared and in control. It's kind of a, a narrative of Tim Grover control. I think as most most athletes would also have this narrative of control. We want to be in control of everything, and when things are out of our control, we okay. This is situational, right? I can't just say that we we tend to let's say feel bad or have this feeling where we yeah. I guess you kind of just feel out of control and. Of course, athletes will want to control everything. And and I'm not just saying athletes in terms of athletes like myself or, or another professional, but I guess even businessmen who have a similar mindset to an athlete, people who just want to get better. These types of people will think this way. Out of control? Nope. I want it to be back in my control. Okay, relentless. If you're winning if you're willing to gamble everything on the unknown. I said that in the wrong tone. I'm <laughs> if you're willing to gamble on, ev- on everything, the unknown, and what I said is leaving no stone unturned. And a further note underneath that was, why did Michael Jordan leave stones unturned and Kobe didn't? Now, that's where I have a feeling towards Michael Jordan and I have a feeling towards Kobe. I much prefer Kobe. Okay, no. I much more relate to Kobe than I do with Michael Jordan. And why that is, is because I see Michael Jordan, and this is kind of the comparison I have with Ronaldo and Messi as well, is I see Kobe as someone who worked his way up, and then Michael as someone who was pretty much there from a young age and has sustained it. Sustained it. And two similar mindsets of which is all about becoming the best and staying there. And eventually Kobe's mindset would have had to become what Michael's and Messi's is. But for someone like me who was never there, I had to work my way up to get there or let's um you know I'm not there right now obviously, but to the level of where I'm competing at a high level, now I have to have a different attitude towards staying there and continuing to push every single year. Uh, that's kind of the difference that I see between Michael, Kobe. It wasn't a matter of telling Kobe, we we need you to do this, this, and this. It's Kobe, we need you to stop doing this, this, and this. Uh, that's the same as me. With Michael, I'm not too sure what it would have been. I'm not too sure if it was Michael, you need to stop doing this. I'm not too sure if it's Michael, you need to continue to do this. Uh, I don't know what that is for Messi either, but I think that when you are at that level, they're not going to really be telling you what to do. But maybe on the journey there, it would have been interesting to know what, for example, if Messi was doing the extra training, if Michael was doing the, the extra training. Um, to me, the extra training is leaving no stone unturned, of course, assuming that they're doing it the right way, because it's also very easy to do it the wrong way. And doing it the wrong way and, and still doing it is actually pretty lazy, but also it's the... It's lazy if you continue to do it... If it's the wrong way... And you know it's the wrong way... But you just don't bother enough to change it... Um, but it's the right step to fixing it... And continuing to boost your efficiency... To become the best you can... Um, Alright... Okay, I wrote... Everyone's path is different... So that, that's a good note... That, that's very true... You cannot understand what it means to be relentless... Until you've struggled to possess... Something that's just out of your reach... So what I wrote... Is the effect where you need to be, just out of reach, but not so far ahead or too behind. I I believe that's actually referring to a study that I'm actually even using in the Sculpted app. When something is too far, you are... It's like, oh, I just won't do it. I'll never get there. When something is close enough, but also far enough that you think that you can get there but that kind of challenge excites you or that either is a realistic challenge then that's the right level now what that is is that to me comes down to the competence enjoyment and fulfillment uh, but also that could be to a degree the delusion that I talk about if you are so far and you have to trick yourself into reframing it to thinking in a different way so that you think It is really far, and I might not be able to get there, but if I just believe that I can get there, I'm better off for thinking that. So that's where that delusion, uh, that, that helpful delusion comes in. The challenge is staying there. That's what I've said. You have to earn it every day. Everything you do, earn it, prove it, sacrifice. Yeah. There's no way you can be prepared to compare, to compete, and survive at anything if you start with the elephant's. Flywheel effect, starting small. Compound effect, starting small. Everything had been too easy, from scholarships to trophies, and he became a big star without paying a whole load of views. He expected to be drafted in high drafted high, and had no idea how things worked. Uh, I'm not too sure who that is referring to, but that is what happens with some people. Kind of what I was saying, uh, if you were to go on to the flip side of a player like Michael Jordan or Messi, someone who has that innate talent or the innate ability. Now, I don't truly believe in innate ability, but let's say from a young age, they had this ability that that was above others, whether it's genetic dispossessions, whether it's just behaviors, whether it's just training, whether it's their parents' influence, whatever it is, uh, they're ahead of their cohort. They That can do one of two things. Complacency is huge, right? Complacency can either uh, help you excel in terms of you never get complacent, but you see that there is a possibility for you. But you excel because you know that that's what you want to continue to do. Maybe you're aware, you've seen others, you learn from their mistakes, or complacency just keeps you at that level, and maybe it even pushes you down below that level. And you see that in sports a lot of the time. When you think about the young players, the star boys, the footballers, where are they now? Um, of course, you know you've got your you've got your greats, Kylian Mbappe, whatever, uh, Erling Haaland's Uh, but there's also many who flop, and is that because they reached their peak early, or is it because they got complacent, whatever it is, I'm not too sure, I won't be able to tell you, but you do see it a lot, which means that there is, um, a cause for it, there is a cause for it, so, not nice, but competition really is, that's what I, uh, I'd love to speak with Kobe Bryant, you know, um, This is where I I wish, you know, I could speak with Kobe Bryant. This is where I wish I could get to know how they think. But when you see Kobe Bryant in an interview, he was very calm, very mannered, very well behaved, very, very aware. And um, when you hear stories about him, you you think, how was Kobe like that? You see it a bit easier with, with Michael. You see, okay, he probably could have said that. We also, I think, have a little bit more footage of Michael, which is weird because Michael was before Kobe. But I think maybe there is that footage of Kobe. We just don't have it. But uh, you could see Michael Jordan telling someone to f off because we've seen the video of him saying that. Um, you know, we've, we've seen these types of things, but not nice. Competition really is competition really is nice, and knowing that Kobe Bryant was not nice. It's kind of like a hard paradox to get around because I think most people would consider Kobe Bryant as a very, very kind-hearted salt. Uh, but, yeah, interesting. I mean, competition rarely is nice. People who start off top never understand what they missed at the bottom. You can't claim you ran a marathon if you started at the 17th mile. Most people are looking for an elevator instead of taking the stairs. Yeah, very So... Just want to check how many pages we've got left. We've got a few pages. Okay, I'm going to have to speed up a little bit. Cleaners don't care about insignificant gratifications. Sorry. Cleaners don't care about instant gratifications. They invest in the long-term payoff. I actually had a good chat with my my friend who I've talked about many times on this podcast. I don't refer to his name because I'm not a podcast where I have the uh, notoriety to name drop or do anything like that, but... I've thought about him before, great guy, and we were talking yesterday about different sports, how some people have the instant gratification mindset, uh, dependent on your arousal level in that sport, and that's just uh, categorized by your sport, essentially. So, for example, a golfer, they may have more of a, a timid approach to winning Or a bodybuilder may have more of a timid approach to winning because their gratification is so long that they also learn from their mistakes and winnings so far in the future. So, for example, if a bodybuilder is eating 1,000 calories... No, I wouldn't eat 1,000. If they're eating 100 calories a day over what they should be at the end that they find out. So, let's say the bodybuilder is eating 2,000 calories a day And when it comes competition time, in six months' time, he isn't where he wants to be. He only finds out six months later, after he's been eating just 100 calories over what he should have, that that was the wrong thing to do. And also, that's on the flip side, if he's to do the right thing, he would only find six months in the future. Now, of course, maybe it was four months that he could maybe adjust it a little bit, but whatever it is, right? For those types of sports, you only really find out what your mistakes are much further down the line. And when you think about the competitive competitiveness of them, their competition is every single day, whereas, and, and that's also the same for every athlete, but they don't see the repercussions. They don't bear the fruit until much longer. And that instant gratification isn't there. A footballer, they will know where their shortcomings are very, very quickly. If you get a semi-pro player, put them in a professional environment, you will be able to know everything that's wrong with that semi-pro player in, in, in seconds um they find out right away all of their shortcomings all of their mistakes everything gets highlighted so cleaners don't care about instant gratification now i probably went off on a little bit of, of a tangent that's not related to instant gratification but uh when you talk about the best of the best being away from instant gratification is very important Because it is something that does destroy, let's say, habits. Let's say your life, to a degree. I mean, it it definitely has the ability to. Instant gratification. I don't want to go into too much depth about why, but it's pretty self-explanatory. But yeah, instant gratification. I'm going to go to the next page. Okay. What's stopping you? I literally just wrote, list that. List what is stopping you. If you're listening to this right now, Write down all of the things that are stopping you. I think even if you don't know what all of them are, and you won't, because if you did, then either you would be able to become the best at whatever you want to do, or you just don't have the ability to do so, or you just don't know what they are. Um, So list it. It's just a good self-awareness thing. And then if you've got the ability to act on it, which everyone does, or within their ability, um, then you're getting closer and closer closer to where you want to go and stopping those things that were previously stopping you. Okay, anyone can do it. Show up, work hard, and listen. That's a big thing that Tim Grover always says, and I've... Did I write a page about this? I, th- I think I wrote a page about this. Um, If I was to ever meet Tim Grover and work alongside him, what I would do, how I would act, and all these different things. Uh, I don't think that I'd necessarily have to do all of those things that I once said that I would do, because... I'd say most of it comes pretty instinctively now. But Tim Grover says, show up, work hard, and listen. Those three things. Very simple. Kind of his three pillars. Like the Scott Luger. Um Yeah. It's a very easy thing to say, but rarely is it that anyone or everyone does it. That also does come with a lot of trust, though. I wouldn't do that for everyone, but because it's Tim Grover, I would do that. All right. It takes no talent to work hard. You just have to want to do it. They don't love it or even like it. They have no motivation to do more because they don't crave the end result. Wait, hold up. on. That's, um, I think I skipped a little bit. But they don't love it or even like it. It takes no talent to work hard. You just have to want to do it. And then the other part that was contradictory to that, but there was content in between. Anyways. Money doesn't make you smart, it does make you good at business. it does make you a good businessman and it sure does make you better looking. Most of the time it makes you soft, complacent, and mistakenly confident about your future. But you may not realize any of that for a long time because as soon as people see those dollar signs, you're suddenly going to be more powerful than you ever imagined. Anyone can start something, few can finish. Yeah. Um I guess it depends what your definition of finishes because for me it might be you know to continue my football career transition into sculpt i'm not gonna say what my next moves are patrick about david good book uh what's your next five moves i made an episode about it but you won't know anyways i said too much there anyone can start something if you can finish it that's just a good good rule well, not a good rule, but it's a good statement. Pretty soon, you're just a part of a long list of nobodies with declining talent who bumbled themselves out of a job. Part of the commitment to work hard is knowing what you have to give up to do the work. Oh, okay, this is going to get me an inter- in- into an interesting caveat here. If I told you you could become Elon Musk tomorrow, no, I don't know. Sorry. If I told you, you could become Elon Musk. Sitting in your chair right now, if you're, let's say, 16 years old and I told you, you could become Elon Musk. But I said that you had to sacrifice some of the biggest things in your life. Biggest things in your life. And this was a blueprint, right? I could go to anyone, and this is theoretically. If I could go to any 16-year-old, put this in front of them, and it's a list of sacrifices. (laughs) And those sacrifices could be ranging from not seeing your family, you work free for five years, maybe you have to move to another country, you have to live in a ditch for seven years, you have to do all of these crazy things that you might not even really see have a uh, direct correlation to the end goal. If I told you that you had to do all of these things and this would actually get you to this, let's say, a uh, pedigree or this, this goal of being Elon Musk, would you do it? Quite possibly. But we don't have the luxury of knowing what those sacrifices are, right? That's the beauty of hindsight. But of course, with the beauty of hindsight, it's going to be situational for every single person. So when we're talking about sacrifice, typically the more sacrifice you do, in accordance or alignment with where you want to go, that's a good thing. Uh because it means that you're getting closer to where you want to go because what sculpting is even, it's getting rid of all of the scratch distract- all of the distractions, all of the things that you don't need, so that at the end your refined version of yourself is a beautiful sculpture. Um okay. Just underneath that is what are you willing to give up? All the outside stuff was the result of hard work. On the inside, not the other way around. Shoe deals and commercials don't make you an icon. Being unstoppable makes you an icon. And being unstoppable only comes with hard work. Take care of business when your career is over. Now, that's I have a lot of notes on that one. I do have a lot of notes on that one because, um, obviously, I'm trying to do that stuff myself right now. So, with that, this is where I know that as soon as I... Uh, Have a business and, and, and Sculpted is growing. As soon as that happens, I can only really be the face of Sculpted. Everything else behind either has to be outsourced or it has to be um, essentially someone else that I trust to take care of it. Because right now, the, the amount of work that I'm doing is only possible because one, I am recovering from an injury which you should know about if you've listened to me before, um, non-football related, but I am recovering from that still because I've been on trial for the past few uh, weeks. I haven't been able to actually focus completely on development. It's been performance-based. So maintenance days, if you know what that means, then, wow, well, you really have listened to a few episodes. But that's where I'm at. So I have more time. I do have the luxury of having more time. But as soon as I don't have that luxury, I'm going to have to start outsourcing again, I'm going to have to start getting a bigger team, Uh, and my focus, I'm not going to say my focus has to go away from Sculpted, because it's not, because remember, they help, Sculpted helps me, Football helps Sculpted, but I'm not going to be able to do, I'm not going to be able to wear all these hats that I once was wearing, and I am wearing now, so I'm aware of that, and I know that Tim Grover doesn't necessarily say that it's a good thing, but also it does become a lot easier nowadays to do all of these business things because, let's say, AI helps. Uh, also, I'm at a state where I can find amazing people to be on my team. So there's all these different things that just make it a little bit easier than it, is, than it was back then. Also, to the extent that these types of people would be doing business would be at a much, much higher degree than I would be right now. Of course, I do want Sculpted to be massive, uh, but it's not massive right now, so it's at a very low level, but we're getting into very small details here. Okay, cleaner law. When you're going through a world of pain, you never hide. You show up to work, ready to go. You face adversity and your crit- and your critics and those who judge you you step into the zone and perform at the top level when everyone is expecting you to fault up. That's being a professional. It's not easy. It's not easy to do. Uh, and saying that, that everything that is repeated there from, from Relentless, it sounds easier than it is to do. Uh, I mean, find me someone who's done that. Okay. It's pretty easy because they're all at the top me someone who failed to that it will be harder because they're not doing it anymore it's not easy to do but that's what the difference is how do you also get there brilliant 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 question how do you even get there there's no there's no um course to help you there's no youtube video that will help you because it's going to look different for everyone right me saying or giving you advice on things, and I won't necessarily say I give advice, um, but how do you get this? Only you can find that out because I won't be able to give you the, the blueprint. I won't be able to give you the blueprint. You're going to have to create your own blueprint and you're going to have to find it within yourself because it's going to look different for everyone. Fact. There's no off-season when you're serious about being a winner. Hey, you can enjoy that off-season permanently, when you're cut by the team. Yeah. Um I have a list of things that I then would have as soon as I become a full time professional footballer. And as soon as I have financials to invest in myself. But I've got many a lists. I've got many a lists that I that I have for all of the things of which I will one buy and then two invest in once I have the uh, finances to do so as a professional footballer. So I've yeah, I'm excited. Yeah? I hate it. I hate football. I hate playing. It. But, um, you know, it's, it's monotonous for me. But why is it that I do it more than you? You tell me. Because um, I can tell you why I do it more than you. It's because I crave the end result. But, anyways, I hope that didn't offend you. Because you might be someone who is similar to me. Um, If not, though, maybe that's a good thing to think about but anyways i hope you enjoyed this one and i'll catch you on the next episode